Neil was a good man. He was genuine. Um, it was just one of those things that just kind of hits you. Like, fun, you know, and I, I wasn't close with Neil, but every time I'd be in Utah or we'd, uh, we'd be at SHOT Show, we'd say hi, we'd go have dinner. Um, Neil just was always genuine. He was a sweet soul. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke. It is Monday. We're back in the studio. Josh is still in Mexico. I'm doing this thing on my own. God help me. I, I don't know where I'm at with my without my beautiful bearded heterosexual life Jewish partner, Josh. I miss him. I miss him something fierce. Oh, man. What a day. What a day. Sorry, I'm coming to you late today, folks. Got a late start. It is Monday. Um, found out last night. Um, I mean, it being the 21st anniversary of September 11th is never easy, and it feels like these these anniversaries are just starting to fly by, quite honestly. It seems like just yesterday it was the 20th anniversary. We were watching the news and things like that. Um, but I think to make matters worse, and I, I didn't really think much about 9-11 yesterday. I didn't want to spend the day dwelling on it. It's a very sombering time, and I feel like as we've gotten older, um, those of us that answered the call to go and serve uh, felt feel betrayed and lied to from what happened as after results of 9/11. But you know, 9/11 should be kept isolated, saying you know this is a horrible event, regardless of who you are. Um, but to make matters worse, for those that don't know, uh, Neil from Ready Gunner, who uh, is the husband of uh, Casey, aka Buff Cookie on Instagram, friends of mine, uh, Neil passed. Um, I don't know how, and quite frankly, you know, it's nobody's business if the family doesn't reveal it, um, but Neil was a good man. He was genuine. Um, it was just one of those things that just kind of hits you, like, fine, you know, and I, I wasn't close with Neil, but every time I'd be in Utah or we'd, uh, we'd be at SHOT Show, we'd say hi, we'd go have dinner. Um, Neil just was always genuine. He was a sweet soul. This guy was a former army ranger, father of six kids, um, just a good person, a good human being. And to hear of his passing just out of nowhere, my buddy Andy calls me and says, you hear about Neil. And, you know, when somebody calls you and they say something like that, usually it's they've passed. And I was just like, there's no way. Um, I come to find out Neil has passed. 
Uh, they've got a GoFundMe on his uh, his page, his uh, wife's page. It's there if you want to go support. So our our hearts do go out to Casey and the kids. And I will say that heaven has definitely gotten a lot sweeter now that Neil is there waiting. Um, this guy would give you the shirt off his back, man. Just an example. Um, the last time I was in a shop, man, I think it was like maybe a year ago. I was in Utah and... I went into Ready Gunner and I brought my then girlfriend in because I wanted to show her, uh, I wanted her to meet Neil because uh, I really considered Neil a good person. And, you know, Neil brought me off to his office. We talked business and things like that. Um, and then he brought me down to the range inside of his gun store and let me shoot the 240 Bravo. Uh, I wanted to show my girlfriend that. And I remember posting the video on my Instagram before I got banned. And um, that was at Neil's place. Like the the video, I don't know. I don't know if the video is still up um, of me just uh, hand rocking the freaking 240, and that was because of Neil. And um, upon leaving, um, to thank him, I wanted you know I got a cup of coffee, and then uh, I bought. I wanted to get a couple of his shirts and some hats to support him. Uh, and he, this guy, fought me tooth and nail to not let me pay for anything. And, you know, I told him, I was like, that's not how business works. It's like, I love you. I respect you. It's like, no, I'm not one of those friends that does that and I can afford this. So that's how Neil was. That, that's a massive testament to his character. This guy, um, he, he just, I don't know what else to say. He was a good man. He was a very, very good man. And he will, I don't mean this in the cliche sense, but this man will be missed by many. He left an impact on hundreds if not thousands of people he served his country honorably uh launched a business very successful entrepreneur and this guy um it just sucks it sucks hearing about but anyway i want to move on i don't want to dwell on that that's been in my mind uh last night all through today um just sucks it, it sucks but again our thoughts and prayers do go out to Casey and the family because that's just not an easy thing to deal with. So God bless him. May his spirit rest in the arms of our Heavenly Father. And if you could, just uh, when you ever get a minute, bow your head and uh, shoot up some some thoughts and some prayers. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's move on. Um, it is Monday. We don't stop. The grind continues. The world revolves once more. And uh, the news, unfortunately, does not stop. So, before we get into it today, folks, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Oh, man. Lord knows we're going to need it. I feel like I need it. Um, all day yesterday, I just wanted to go get high and just forget about the day. But it was, um, it was actually, you know, I hate saying this. I mean, I really don't. It was a good day. I had a very good day yesterday outside of finding out about Neil. Um, oh, God. It was just, it was such a chill, relaxing day. And, uh... You know, I actually forgot that it was 9-11. And I'm happy I did. And not in the sense that I, I want to forget about it. I, I was just happy I could enjoy the day. And it was needed, you know. Um, that's just not a day that gets any easier as time goes on, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I got to move on. Sorry, I just, I can't. There's a lot of emotions, you know. So, anyway. Um, we've identified the winners of the painting, uh, raffles. You remember the John Ross gives back things we were doing? Uh, we've got the, uh, the five winners. They have been contacted. And when Josh gets back, he'll be writing the checks. Uh, but I wanted to give you, I'm not going to give you out their, uh, 
their names or locations or anything like that. But these are their stories. And this was uh, completed by MK here at the office. And a big thank you to her. She doesn't even listen to the podcast. And <laughs> but if she does, does, I'm grateful that she's she's facilitated that she's a very hard worker. Um, my husband is a Vietnam vet. He did 35 and a half years in the U.S. in the Army. He just turned 74 and had to go back to work being retired for 10 years just so he could get enough money to buy food and pay bills. Uh, they're one of the recipients of the $500 from the John Ross Gives Back. Another one is, I haven't been able to work due to health issues for five years. I'm on weekly infusions that cost me $6,000 each, and every eight-week infusion costs me ten dollars to $400 each time, or $10,400 each time. Uh, insurance covers some, but I'm racking up credit card debt to continue with my treatments. That's why I try to stock up while you all have sales. Uh, another story is my husband's condition, adhesive arachnoid. No, I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. I know I butchered that. Um, is a condition that is super exaggerated by inflammation. The nerves in his spinal, spinal column are scarred together and clumped together and also scarred to the edge, excuse me, of his spinal column. The pain he experiences is worse than being in intense labor a lot of times. Um, this one is, I am a mother of four girls. I am 33. I work full time. My husband is 40. He was diagnosed at age 28 with early onset dementia. He has not worked in a few years. We are struggling now more than ever. I've been waiting more than 170 days to receive the tax refund I am owed this year. It is 8,000. It would have been a lifesaver, but the IRS says I will be waiting until at least October 12th of 2022 for it. I have been out of work for the last six weeks due to having surgery to remove three cancerous tumors in my uterus and fallopian tube. I'm recovering well, but this has only made our financial situation more difficult, especially without or with having to buy school clothes and supplies for four girls under the age of 14. I know I am not the person who needs this most, but I am and my family would be very grateful and appreciative of the help. Thank you for taking time to read my story. Stay blessed. And lastly... I've been an RN, BSN for 20 years with Department of Health. Uh, mom had a frontal occipital lobe stroke. Uh, it affects personality and short-term memory, amnesia-like. Struggling to care for her and my 49-year-old brother who was, uh, who was DXW gastroesophageal endocrimarinia. Uh, it's a rare and very aggressive cancer. Survival is grim. He is facing removal of his esophagus soon. As a nurse, I'm devastated. I may lose them both soon. I had to go on family leave without pay to care for them. I am now in foreclosure on my home. I've paid on for 18 years. My older disabled brother and son live in my home. Excuse me, I had to sneeze. Uh, I've paid on, uh, okay, my older disabled brother and son live in my home. His disability check sustains him only and he is able to pay water, uh, electricity. My son is full-time in college and has a three-day-a-week part-time job. No one can pay rent mortgage. I am trying to save my home with a program I applied for, and I'm going to try to apply per diem work soon. My mom is unpredictably unstable, and is, as is my brother. It's so hard. My savings dwindle to zero, and I get food from my mom now in the local food bank. I'm crumbling inside. My education credits are due to keeping my nursing license now was or now has delinquent status as I have to pay for that and reinstate my license before getting any nursing work. And it goes on. It's just it's very depressing. So these are the winners of the John Ross Gives Back. So all the paintings that we did that we sold, uh, the money is being equally dispersed amongst these people. And I think we raised something over like $2,600. It's not a lot of money, to tell you the truth, in the grand scheme of things for what a lot of these people are dealing with. Um, that's just a drop in the bucket, but it's at least we can do. And, you know, it's good to take political satire, you know, the comedy that we do, which offends a lot, and that's the intention. Um, but to make something good out of it, 
Uh, can't do it on YouTube anymore now. So we're over on Rumble. You can find the John Ross channel over on Rumble. Um, and that's where the future videos will be posted when Josh gets back. We're going to go balls to the wall on this. So we're looking forward to that. So those are the winners. We want to say thank you to them for applying. Thank you for those that bought the paintings. Um, we really appreciate it. It was you that did this. It was you, every single person that bought one of these paintings. And we had paintings sell for like $250. We had one painting sell for like upwards of $1,500. And in my mind, it's just, it's one of the craziest things you can experience when you have just something so funny and ridiculous do something like that. It's like, Jesus, like I, did, I don't deserve that, but I appreciate it. I do. So, okay, anyway, before we get into the news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, this show is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. That is my company, mine and Josh's. We launched this in 2019. It is uh, veteran-owned, yours truly, and uh, everything is made right here in America. No foreign imports except the skull vials that we have for the dark matter. Uh, as far as ingredients, everything else is made and harvested right here in the great U.S. of A. So for those that don't know, we also launched the new Delta 8 flavor candy. Cotton candy. And it tastes really good. Not even going to lie. It tastes amazing. Cotton candy is the halo gummy. You uh, mainstay flavor now available. Cotton candy available in 20 and 40 count bags. Use code mug on orders over $50 and get a free mug available while supplies last. Once those mugs are gone, they're gone. Um, but we, we're probably going to bring them back to tell you the truth because people like them so much. And if you want me to autograph them, I've already autographed them like 25, 30, I don't know. Uh, write in the, in the notes. You want an autograph? I'll happily do it. Uh, and if you want to get the 40 count bag of the new cotton candy, just use code mug. You get a free mug. That's not bad. That's pretty good. So there you have it. That's the deal we're running. We're going to continue to run. We appreciate all the love and support over at Shell Shock. And we cannot thank you enough for doing that. So let's get into it. If you're watching right now on Rumble, Twitch, whatever. Oh, yeah, we got another Twitch ban. I called that one. <laughs> I mean, I called that one. I mean, it's not hard. Ray Charles could have fucking seen that one. Let's be honest. Um, anytime you talk about transgender issues or anything of the like, Twitch just, ugh, no, you can't do that. We're still streaming over on the All-American Savage show on Twitch. Guys, that's going to be taken down some point. It, it's going to happen. But you can come find me over on the Alamo, Rumble. That's where we're at. The podcast and everything like that will be primarily hosted on Rumble, the videography part, or the video part. Everything else is on all the platforms. If you go to my link tree and any of my profile bios and you type or you click that top link of the pro or the, uh, the podcast, it'll populate with all the platforms. So you have to do is click on it and there you go. There you have it. So, all right. A lot of news to get to today. And if you're on Rumble, don't forget to join the locals community. It's one of the buttons there. I believe you can tap that button to join. And uh, yeah, we have that going on. So good time good times so appreciate all that love and support rumble's been picking up thanks for everybody for sharing the streams on rumble um we really appreciate that like without you guys doing that uh we would not be here and i mean that like we wouldn't so a big thank you uh you guys are freaking incredible um all right let's do this let's get into it i miss josh so much josh i just i miss you buddy i miss you all right freeze for global agenda okay real quick hold on. before we do, before we do this um I just got to say this in every, every, every year since January 6th, uh, when the January 6th riot happened on the anniversary of September 11th, we've seen more and more prominent liberal figures and figureheads use January 6th in the shadow of 9-11 to attempt to score political points on the opposing political side. And what I mean by this is, is these liberals saying that, you know, 9-11 was bad, but January 6th was worse. Those that do this 
are the most disgusting, vile filth of humans I could ever imagine. But they're liberals. This is what they are. This is what they do. We cannot be surprised when the monkey flings shit at other people or when, you know, the dog shits on the floor because you haven't trained him. This is what liberals do. They shit all over everything. That's what they're known for. But those that are trying to utilize 9-11 as a means, or excuse me, January 6th, as a comparison to 9-11, just to make it sound like Republicans are so bad, the very same people that do this say nothing about the BLM riots. How much property damage occurred at the hands of the BLM riots? Millions? Billions? Insurance companies paying out the ass? Black businesses burned to the ground? But January 6th, what, some windows got broken in the Capitol? Huh? Well, is that, are we really making that comparison? This is just another ploy the left uses to try and take anything they can to demonize the right. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Come on. Come on, folks. These people, and you know, the, the sad thing is these people are actually considered some very intelligent, prominent figures on Twitter. But the fact that they would stoop to that level just to try and slam dunk on the right, to energize their followers to hate the right. How do you not see through this? Over 3,000 people died on 9-11. Regardless of the causation, 3,000 people died. January 6th, like what, two, three? Just a matter of numbers. They say it was the overturning of democracy. As they walked out of the Capitol building... You serious? That was like a tantrum. That's what that was. It was like a tantrum. And the fact that you want to do a side-by-side comparison of 9-11 is just frankly disgusting. I, dude, you know, and the thing that pisses me off even more are these influences out there trying to, trying to sell t-shirts. Live like it's 9-12. Look. On 9-12, we came together as a country, and we loved each other. We, we, we respected each other on 9-12. That's how we should all live in peace. Okay. Sounds great in theory, right? And I hate to be that. I mean, I really don't hate to be this guy. I'm just a guy that's, that lives in reality. I'm pragmatic at best. No, because on 9-11, we did not have people within certain parties that were for the mutilation of children. We did not have people in certain parties that were pro-grooming of children by encouraging child drag shows. We did not have a party that openly embraced and hailed them as heroes for those that have mental and psychological disorders. We didn't have that back then. Not to the degree that we have it now. So you'll excuse me if that I don't want to take part in uniting with these perverts. Instead, I would rather see them in camps. I got no shame in saying that. So you, you'll pardon me if I don't partake in this bullshit virtue signaling of live like it's 912 just to sell fucking t-shirts. That brand 912, I think Graham Allen owns some shit like that. Fuck out of here with that. I don't want no part in those that groom children. They're Americans in name only as far as I'm concerned. And be grateful we don't have a civil war because if there was one, those would be the first people that should be gone after. Not even going to lie. Society has to purge itself of these disgusting, vile, filthy scumbags. Otherwise, society continues to decay. I'm going to say it. 
This happened on the heels of people trying normal transgenders. Once the moral fabric of society begins to come undone, this is what happens. It happens in Rome. It happened in Rome. It's going to happen here. We have inmates running the asylum, folks. Inmates are running the asylum. It's sad. It's freaking sad. If you're watching on Rumble, hit that share button. I really appreciate that. But all right, let's get into this. Freeze for global agenda. The UN demands European nations do not return to fossil fuels over energy crisis. The world is grappling with the worst energy crisis in generations. However, the UN has warned Europe to return to fossil fuels in response to soaring prices and winter shortages must not be considered under any circumstances. Russia has reduced supplies of gas to Europe since its invasion of Ukraine, sending fuel prices soaring. While supply chain issues in the wake of coronavirus pandemic have also hit deliveries. Despite those travails, uh, there is no room for backtracking in the face of ongoing climate crisis. Deputy UN Rights Chief Nada Al-Nashif told the United Nations Human Rights Council. She claimed the devastating floods affecting more than 33 million people in Pakistan are an example of what will happen of the world's climate if there is a mass return to fossil fuels instead of seeking alternatives. i be honest with you. I really don't care. That sounds like your problem. I don't want to pay more. I don't care about your country, and I don't care about your people. You don't care about mine. I mean, let's just be honest about this. My God, you guys were harboring bin Laden. You knew about bin Laden. Don't even lie. And the fact that we've sent you millions is just beyond me. Pakistan harbored terrorists for a very long time. Let's not even kid ourselves. My God, they would cross the border from Pakistan. These people are ridiculous. But the UN has the audacity to sit there and tell United Nations or the Europe, EU, EU, whatever you want to call it, not to return to fossil fuels. You've done so much good. You've made so much headway. Your citizens are broke. Your energy bills are soaring. Your economy is crumbling. Folks, there's a quick fix. I shouldn't say quick, but there's a way to fix this. Go back to fossil fuels. Don't become so dependent on Russia, for example. And, you know, I sit here and say this is a hypocrite because we're doing the same fucking thing. Joe Biden is one of the biggest idiots that I have ever seen. We're going in the same direction, folks. Russia, uh, despite those travails, there is no room for backtrack. Okay. Uh, how many tragic how many more tragedies of this sort do we need before the urgency of this movement or this moment jolts us into action? She pleaded as many as it takes. I don't fucking care. Your people are not my problem. I don't recall seeing Pakistan sending us fucking anything in the wake of Katrina Arita. I didn't see Pakistan in our fucking rivers and ports with ships loaded down with supplies. I certainly didn't see Pakistan in the global war on terrorism. So why should I give a flying fuck about Pakistan? Or are we just in this globalist mindset of we should just love everybody? It seems to me like today's liberals are like these globalist Woodstock hippies. Love everybody. Love, oh, we should care about every country, every person, every life matters. Just the same regurgitated nonsense day after day after day. But have you noticed that when it comes down to putting any action behind their words, they always rely on somebody else. They always rely on somebody else. It's somebody else's issue, right? Ah, oh, we're going to virtue signal for it. But when it comes time where the metal meets the meat, well, they're nowhere to be found.
I mean, if all lives matter and you are a pro-woman movement, yada, yada, you're very progressive, why aren't you in Iran? Why aren't you in Pakistan? I mean, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that women still don't have the same rights as men over there, and homosexual marriage probably still isn't allowed. Just, just get a go for a guess there. And if that's the case, and your every life matters, why aren't you blue hairs flying over to the Middle East and protesting this? You have protests going on in Iraq right now. Women are literally being harassed and beaten because of these protests. These, these, these Iraqi women have more bravery running through their veins than these American feminists do. Because these American feminists know that the system that's in place protects them. It's illegal to do anything to them. Lord knows I'd love to. It's illegal. They can't be touched. Well, go to Iraq where that doesn't exist. The system is actually against you. And let's see how brave you fatties are over there. I'd be very interested in seeing that. Nothing's stopping you. You hate this capitalistic society. You hate the church. You hate religion. Well, head to the Middle East, baby. Go fight true tyranny. Why don't we ever see that? It'd be very interesting to see, like, I don't know, something airing on Al Jazeera where, like, Taliban has an American fat, overweight, blue-haired, metal-faced feminist, like, bound up with, like, some kind of terrorist message. Like, send us 5,000 or read beheader. And be like, nah, buck 50. That's the best you're getting from me. Why don't we ever see that? I mean, wouldn't that be kind of funny? It's like, at least they're putting their money where their mouth is instead of donuts. I'll give them that. We're never going to see that. doesn't happen. Why would it? requires effort. Uh, so in wake of the queen's death, I love this. No bad optics, please. Global leaders told to take bus, avoid private jets when going to queen's funeral. <laughs> well, there we go. Oh, you got to love that. God save the queen, but don't drive your car, sir. Take a plane. Foreign bigwigs looking to attend the queen's funeral have been asked to leave their private jets at home by the UK government. Uh, those dignitaries looking to attend the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II have been reportedly asked by the UK government not to come to the event in a private jet and that they will also be required to leave their personal cars and helicopters at home for the state occasion. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. Hey guys, I know you want to come pay your respects, but can you not take your private jets and helicopters? Can you? Can you please not do that? I mean, come on. That's good. That's rich. Must be having a bad time over there. Crazy to me. <laughs> oh, good lord. Well. For those who don't know, MasterCard, the credit card company, praises Congress midsummer passage of gun control. MasterCard praised Congress for the midsummer passage of gun control following the announcement that major credit card companies are caving to Democrat wishes that reorganize gun and ammo purchase monikers. Breitbart News noted that Visa issued an announcement on September 10, 2022, that it would, would be recategorizing the way purchases from gun stores are labeled. <clears throat> This announcement came after weeks of pressure from Gabby Gifford's gun control group. Gifford's Democrat lawmakers in New York and New York Governor Kathy Kachul, Democrat, all claiming that labeling gun purchases under categories such as sporting goods or general merchandise was not sufficient. Folks, they're wanting to track you. I mean, they already can for the most part. Let's just be honest about it. They already can. 
But this is another way they want to track you. Simple fix, pay cash. Just pay cash. Makes sense. Don't even use your bank card. And, you know, it's a shame that we even have to be like this. This is what happens when Democrats can take control. I mean, come on, liberals on TikTok and shit like that. Democrats, they keep saying Democrats are coming for the guns. We're not coming for your guns. That's not what's happening. What are you talking about? You got this overreacting. <laughs> Friggin' stupid racist Republicans. Is this over? What the fuck is this? You see, liberals are of the mindset that if, like, we retold the story of the three little pigs, that final little pig who's in the house of brick, he wouldn't believe the other ones. Oh, there's no wolf out there. You're just lying to scare me. <laughs> I'm going to go outside and prove And the other little pigs are like, we told you. We, we, we literally told you. This is how it is, folks. You could sit, they're like, you could sit there and say, the sky is falling. Oh, not true. Look, there's a piece of it right there in front of you. Well, that's not the sky. Prova, are you a meteorologist? Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is how they are, folks. Literally every, every act like this points in a singular direction of gun control measures being enforced on the masses. And it's not even the right, like, here's the thing. Here's the messed up part about this. If you really wanted, if you wanted to enact legislation that could seriously impact some of these numbers, which would be great. I'm not for gun violence and not for mass shooters. But if we really, really, truly gave a shit about this and wanted to hit it legislatively in the bud to eliminate a lot of these casualties, it ain't the rifles you should be going after. It's the pistols. But that's not what's at stake here, folks. I've said this time and time again. They don't give a shit about human life. They just want to ban the Second Amendment. Now, they are not going to ban the Second Amendment in one fell swoop. It's impossible. They would never have that support. So instead, they take little nibbles of it here and there, just little bites. A bite here. A ban there. You don't need access to this here. A certain type of ammunition over there. Mag limitations. There's over 22, 23,000 gun laws on the books, folks. Over 22 to 23,000 gun laws already in existence. If Democrats actually gave a shit about human life, which is what gun control is all about, right? So then if you look statistically, what is the more casualty-causing weapon style or system, rather? And it is pistols, hands down. They're easily more concealable, do way more damage at point-blank range, more range within like 10 meters, 10 to 15 meters. Granted, you can fire a rifle a lot. I'll give you that. But it's very hard to conceal a rifle as opposed to a pistol. And if that's the case, they'd be going after pistols, but it's not. Not yet, at least. Not yet, at least, folks. But the AR-15 is such a scary platform. The 223 is such a scary round. They want to ban it. They want to limit it. And I hate to be the one to say it. It's like, let's do 223 and a 45 hollow point at point blank range and just see. But whatever. Let's do it at 10 meters. I don't give a fuck. Whoa, there it is. 
But bit by bit. So that's what I'm telling you. Get your ammunition now. I need to go do this. I mean, I'm, fuck, I'm a hypocrite on this. I need to go stock up on 223 ammo and get my 30 round mags, shit like that. Hopefully it doesn't happen here in Texas. If Texas turns blue, I have a scary feeling it will. But, yeah, there we go. Green groups slam Dems natural gas pipeline side deal as a betrayal. Now, this is the first I'm reading about this. Democrats permitting reform deal is an atrocity to the uh, conser- conservation director of Wild Virginia tells Fox Business. Environmental groups lambasted Democrats side deal to greenlight a West Virginia natural gas pipeline saying such a provision would be a betrayal. You see, this is where they stand. These green groups, they don't give a shit that all of you are paying, you know, insane levels for gas. They don't care about that. They only care about the things that are just, you know, like, oh, we got to save Mother Earth. In the meantime, are we all going broke doing that? This, This is not sustainable. People cannot afford this. Now, instead of pushing for just the elimination altogether, like, let's look for safety, safer measures, protocols, more cleaner ways. I give you that. But it needs to be voluntarily based. The groups argue that the Mountain Valley Pipeline, a 304-mile West Virginia to Virginia natural gas pipeline that is under construction, would mark a setback for federal, environmental, and endangered species protections. The $6.6 billion pipeline is mostly completed, but has faced a series of permitting uh, setbacks from federal agencies and courts. Senator Joe Manchin uh, agreed to support the Inflation Reduction Act, the $739 billion climate and tax package President Biden signed last month in exchange for Democratic leaders' support of a permitting reform deal that would make it easier to approve energy products, including fossil fuel pipelines. Under the deal, which is expected to be included in the upcoming government funding bill, the MVP pipeline will be giving broad federal approval. Members of both parties who claim to believe in property rights must come out against the abuses that MVP and other pipelines impose on landowners. David Sly, the uh, conservation director of Wild Virginia, which has fought the pipeline, told Fox Business in an email. Many people have had their greatest assets devalued, destroyed by the unjust practice of giving profit-making corporations the power of eminent domain. Oh, I didn't know that. I take back my, hold on, wait a minute. Members of all parties should oppose an attempt to slip this atrocity into a continuing resolution or another big must-pass bill, he continued. If they intend to allow uh, continued mistreatment of communities and more environmental, environmental destruction, should, they should have the honesty and courage to do it in the open and debate the issues fully and standalone bill. Uh, Sly added that approving the MVP pipeline would be a betrayal of both Democratic and GOP lawmakers and noted to impact the main Republican-leading districts. The fact that they're doing this and just like eminent domain, remember at the border, they were talking about just essentially confiscating uh, portions of farmers' lands to build this wall on and they, they, you know, legally it shouldn't be done. Eminent domain, same thing. The fact they're trying to take people's lands, no, absolutely not. That's not right. The government shouldn't have that power. Fully disagree with that. Yeah. Fully disagree with that. I don't even understand how that's like that. But that's, once again, government favoritism. There you go. I don't get this. How this is even legal. Hmm. There we go. I had to fix that. This is another example of how when government steps in, they screw it all up. This isn't right. 
Democratic Senator Warner says, U.S. domestic threats greater than terrorism. Jesus, here we go. Here we go. Everything, everything with them. Everything with these people. It's the worst ever. Worst it could ever be. Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Senator Mark Warner said Sunday on CBS Face the Nation that domestic threats the United States is facing are far worse than international terrorism threats. Particular transcripts as follows, Margaret Brennan. You know, 9-11 introduced to many Americans for the very first time this sense of vulnerability at home, and it launched the global war on terror. I wonder how vulnerable you think America is now. Are we paying enough attention to the Middle East and to Afghanistan? Warner says, well, Margaret, I remember, as most Americans do, where they were on 9-11. I was in the middle of a political campaign, and suddenly the differences with my opponents seemed very small in comparison, and our country came together. Now, again, I, I love how they want to use this. And he's going to use in the sense of opposing the right and labeling them as terrorists. I, I'm pretty sure that's, I haven't even read this yet. I'm pretty sure that's where he's going to go with this. It's not very hard to do, dissect and basically delegitimize. It's just a ridiculous accusation. But let's keep going. Um, and in many ways, we defeated the terrorists because of the resilience of the American public, because of our intelligence community, and we are safer. I'm, I'm sorry. We defeated who? And in many ways, we defeated the terrorists. Which ter who? Who are you referring to here? I know people don't want to have this conversation about the 20-year the war. But who? Who did we beat? Is Afghanistan secure and their democracy? No. They're a theocracy again. Iraq, it's going the same way. What are you talking about? It sounds good to say these things, but at least be honest with the people. And the intelligence community, like the weapons of mass destruction, where are those? Come on. The stunning thing to me is here we are 20 years later and the attack on the symbol of our democracy was not coming from terrorists, but it came from the literal, from literal insurgents attacking the Capitol on January 6th. Oh my God. Insurgents. You don't know what an insurgent is. I wish you did. I'd love for you people out there spouting off this to actually face an insurgent. Those people were idiots. They were rioters. Insurgents. Come on. That was, that was an overthrow. That was a coup. Insurrection with no guns. Oh, there were some guns that really, really, the movement by and large. I saw one dipshit on Twitter tweeting me. I was like, it was a white supremacist. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of hearing it. John Sullivan, the BLM was there. Shut the fuck up. Y'all don't want to acknowledge these things because it makes you look stupid and hypocritical, which you are. You are. Are you kidding me with this? This is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It came from literally insurgents attacking the Capitol on January 6th. So I believe we are stronger. I believe our intelligence community has performed remarkably. Really? The intelligence committee? Okay. Again, this is another Democrat believing in big federal government, trusting these three-letter agencies, which is the stupidest thing you can do. I just love how the DNC demonized the police for years. And then once the right started to say, wait a minute, maybe these three-letter agencies aren't our friends. Maybe we should abolish these. Then suddenly the left flips the script and now they're all pro-blue. You gotta love that. That's impressive. That's impressive watching the left flip the script like that so quickly. Like, how do you get Democrats to support the police? <laughs> the right just needs to say, we don't support them. The left will be like, well, 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 well we do. The defund the police? Jen Zaki saying that was a Republican thing? No. That was Democrats. Democrats wanted that. That was their narrative. They pushed that for years. And in many situations, like uh, blue cities, you enforce this. 
LA, they stripped millions out of the police budget. And what happened? Your crime skyrocketed. The same for New York. Why? Because your people are stupid. You're being led by morons. These people are idiots, folks. Let's not kid ourselves. These are not leaders that are willing to step up, grab their balls and make the right choices for their people and actually lead them. There are, there are no more leader politicians anymore for the most part. All we have are just pandering public servants. I hate to say it, but that's what a constitutional republic entails. When you elect someone, that is your voice. And if you no longer agree with their voice, then get rid of them. Vote them out. But we don't have that anymore. Now we have people changing their minds like Beto, Beta Francis O'Rourke, who at, during presidential election season, he's like, hell yeah, we're coming for your AKs, your AR-15s, and then he's running for governor. Prior to Uvalde, I'm not interested in the Second Amendment. I don't want to touch your hand. Oh, okay. And then Uvalde, yeah, man, gun control. Like, dude, fuck you. You flip so much. I would have more respect for this douchebag if he actually held true to one side. Is that so hard? Just say you're anti-2A. That's fine. You're a liberal. Most liberals are. But stop with this back and forth. It's the same as like Hillary Clinton going on a primary black talk show and pulling out Tabasco. Oh, I use Tabasco. Mm, girl, what you talking about? Like, lady, you're white. Don't try race pandering. It's disgusting and beneath you. But then again, again, this is Hillary Clinton. This is what these types of people do. Oh, girl, I got my nails did. I was talking to my girl, Shanae. Hillary, you don't even know a black person. I'm pretty sure. I love how I can create my own characters and talk to them, have a conversation amongst themselves. It's pretty interesting. I should probably go to a therapist for that. So, <laughs> But it makes for entertaining radio, don't you think? I think so. All right, let's move on. Uh, Joe Biden remembering 9-11. I'm surprised this guy can even remember 9-10, to tell you the truth. This guy's a douchebag. Joe Biden remembering 9-11 says, not about the past, it's about the future of democracy. Oh, Jesus. Spare me this rhetoric, but here we go. President Joe Biden spoke at a memorial for the lives lost on 9-11 on Sunday, urging Americans to look toward the future and act to defend democracy. You really took 9-11 and made it political? You really took 9-11 and made it about contemporary politics? Dude, you are such a turd. He says, because on this day, it is not about the past. It's about the future. Uh, this day is a commemoration and a memorial of the past, you stupid fuck. You're a disgrace of a president, dude. You're one of the dumbest motherfuckers. You are the very archetype of a sleazebag, scumbag politician. This day is not about the past. You fucking kidding me? Yes, it is. 100% it is. 21 years ago. We have an obligation, a duty, a responsibility to defend ourselves, preserve, and protect our democracy. Even on 9-11, this piece of shit uses the graves of over 3,000 innocent murdered civilians to try and further the DNC's cause come midterms. You're kidding me. You are kidding me. Just when you think they can't just lift the rug and pull out something else to make themselves sink even deeper, this guy just grabs the shovel and says, here, watch this. You're kidding me. Folks. This is ridiculous. If anything, on 9-11, he could have given a speech about just remembering the fallen, staying vigilant, 
being there for one another. I mean, that's a stretch. I know that is a stretch because I certainly don't want to hear from this douchebag. The very same guy that says it's okay to put toddlers on puberty blockers. No, thank you. I want nothing to do with you. You're lucky I'm not in charge of you would be in camps. You would. I'd have no problem doing that. Is it a violation of rights? Yes, but I'm sorry, but I don't think pedophiles should have any rights in our society. I don't. That's probably where the Libertarian Party and I disagree. Libertarians probably like, once they serve their time, no. You get busted being a pedophile, you deserve a death sentence, in my opinion. No. Society has to be expunged of the gross underbelly, the immorality to that degree. Now, again, I am not going to judge anybody. I mean, well, trust me, we all judge. You want to be a kinky? Here's the thing. Like, Biden's nominations for these positions, yeah, I think they're fucking weirdos. Do I think they shouldn't be able to go out and participate in this guy dressing like a dog and walking some? I don't fucking care. I'm not going to do it. I think you're weird. But if that's what you want to do and you're not hurting anybody, then I don't care. But what have I always said, folks? Until you involve children, then you'll go too far. You want to dress and drag amongst other adults? By all means, do it. I don't think it's entertainment. Now, I've dated women that think going to drag shows is one of the best forms of entertainment. I'm sorry, I don't. I have no desire to go watch a man dress as a woman and then fake limp sync to other female empowering fucking songs. I'm sorry. I have better things to do. I don't find that entertaining. I find it to be frankly just weird. But, but if that's what you want to do, do it. I do things that other people probably think are weird too. I video game. I love taking tango. I take fencing. Some people probably feel like as a man, tango is weird. That's fine. But as long as we are not hurting anybody else, then who gives a shit? But then they always have to include children. They always have to take it too far, and that's the direction they've gone. I'm just, the, the, I, I don't get, I don't get these people. I really don't. I really don't. But these are Democrats, folks. This is what they do. This is just what they do. By the way, in the chat, this is my Truth Social account, truthsocial.com slash at John Burke. You can find me on Truth Social. Being I keep, keep getting banned on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch as well, uh, the political posts will continue on Truth Social. Everything I've been posting on Instagram, it will continue over on Truth Social. If you are not on Truth Social, I would recommend it. It is growing finally, thankfully. Uh, they're still updating it, but it's still pretty easy user interface. Um, they got a long ways to go, but it is an app right now that is growing in popularity. More people are pushing to it. That's the thing. I'm over there now. I'm posting all the ruthless content over there that I couldn't post on Instagram. It feels good. I'm not going to lie. It feels good. Now, if you haven't done so, join the locals community on the Rumble thing. That's just another way to keep in contact with people. But, yeah. That's, that's the route we have to go now. I feel like we're the Israelis or Israelites leaving Egypt. All right. We're heading for the promised land. <laughs> Leaving the Pharaoh in Egypt behind. Instagram, YouTube, let them burn. Let them fucking burn. That's what it comes down to, folks. That's what it comes down to. But you can find me over on Truth Social at John Burke. What else did old Biden boy say? The president spoke about the lessons of 9-11 during a ceremony at the Pentagon Memorial where he returned to a common theme of his presidency about democracy and America being under attack. Again, where is the democracy under attack? Because you had a January 6th insurrection, and I use that very loosely. Really? You're right. You know, I will give you that. Democracy is being threatened from, from people like you saying that these are not 
unfair elections. Really? Okay. By calling voter ID laws racist. Okay. Putting laws into place that guarantee a fair and balanced election and y'all attack it. The fact that you stand against it, that's an actual threat to democracy right there, in my opinion. The fact that you don't want to make it more difficult for criminals to go in there and vote illegally. How is that not standing in opposition to a protected democracy? Yeah. He said the terrorists on 9-11 tried to bury American democracy in the, in the burning fire and smoking ash, but that has ultimately prevailed. Uh, by nerds Americans to stand together and defend with all of our hearts that which makes us unique in this world, our democracy, asserting that the terrorists on 9-11 most hope to destroy it. Uh, that takes commitment upon the part of all of us, dedication, hard work every day. For always remember that American democracy depends on the... What is with the democracy push here? Well, you know what it's for. Because at every opportunity Biden gets, he calls the MAGA cultist Republicans a threat to democracy. He's using these same buzzwords. So you, the people that are listening, the stupid people, and unfortunately there's a lot of them in America, are going to put two and two together. Oh, he's democracy, democracy, democracy. It's a threat. It's under attack. It's, oh, he must be referring to the insurrections. The insurrections happen by the right. Yeah, fuck Republicans. That's what he's doing here. This guy's a snake. Come on, folks. This isn't hard. This isn't hard. He recalled the true sense of national unity that followed the terrorist attacks in the United States, calling it the greatest lesson of 9-11. The president also spoke about the worst impulses of Americans, such as racism after the United States was attacked by radical Islamic terrorists. Oh, Lord, here we go. Oh, my God, here we go. We got we to gotta bring that up. All the white people that were racist. Okay. In the moment of great unity, we also had to face down the worst impulses, fear, violence, recrimination directed against Muslim Americans as well as Americans of Middle Eastern and South, South Asian heritage, he said. The president also alluded that Queen Elizabeth II's death during a speech uh, recalling a message she sent to the American people after the attacks. Uh, it's kind of funny that you bring that up. No mention of the Patriot Act where you spied on Americans. Nothing of that nature. It's just like, oh, they were angry and upset about Muslims. Well, Yes. I kind of see the, I shouldn't say justification, but I see the reasoning. When you're sitting there shouting Allah Akbar and you're murdering thousands of people and then your people are doing, you remember the V for victory in the streets? Oh, I remember that. All claiming in the name of Allah. Fair enough. No wonder they hate Muslims. I get it. I mean, I'm pretty sure if it was the Jews that did this, I know all the conspiracy theories about to come out of the world. Well, the Jews did do it. Whatever. The point being, if the Jews did something like this, you would have no problem going after them. None. Not one. You want to have that conversation? You ready to have that conversation? Now, I'm not saying hate all Muslims. That's not what I'm saying. I have Muslim friends. But no wonder. It's no surprise there was a great many people that did not like Islam after that because it was represented in a very poor fashion. 20 years later, we are still dealing with the after effects of this. I get it. It's kind of funny now that I'm talking about it. And it's weird how life is. Push pause on this. I was at a Malanga Saturday. For those that don't know, Malanga is like a tango dance party where everybody comes together and they just dance. It's a good time. There's wine. There's beverages, uh, hors d'oeuvres. And it's just a, a big circle of friends with chairs on the walls. And you're just dancing, having a good, fun, clean night. It's a good time. 
and they call them milongas. That's what I'm going to do Dubai for for Thanksgiving because there's a massive gala event over there that I want to go to, and I'm excited to go do that. Um, but at this milonga, my girlfriend was with me. It's her first time going. And this guy I noticed all night, he's a tall son of a bitch, bald guy. Just a big, tall guy. And I'm watching him dance. And my buddy's like, oh, that's so-and-so. He's uh, from Iraq. And he looks at me and he smirks. He's like, it's a weird world, right? And it's like, there you are for so many years fighting Iraqis. And here's one dancing in a malanga. And he came over and asked my girlfriend to dance. And that, that's fine. That's what's what people do. Um, and, of course, the common courtesy is the man looks at the uh, other man who's with the woman and gives him a nod as if a silent uh, seeking approval. Like, is it okay if I ask your woman to dance? So I gave him a nod back. You know, I'm not insecure. It's like, yeah, go dance. Have fun. I'm dancing with other women. That's the point. You're there to dance and have fun. It's the art of the dance people appreciate. But I thought about it. I was like, yeah, life is weird. I was like, some 15 years ago, I was, yeah, I could have been fighting this guy. I don't know. But here we are in America at a tango event, and we're both dancing and having fun. Now, I'm not saying this guy was, I'm not, please, I'm not saying this guy was a terrorist and a former, I'm, I'm just saying that the country he came from is the country I was in fighting against their own people. It's just weird how life works that way. And it's kind of, in a weird way, hideously beautiful. That amongst all the ashes and the chaos and the blood, here we are years later, two people from one point, enemy countries, dancing at the same Alanga. Which just goes to show you, it's the governments, the people, that are making the people hate each other. Just some thoughts. Just some thoughts. Well, lastly, but most certainly not least, you got to love Michael Irvin. Oh, apparently, Dallas Cowboys uh, lost to the Buccaneers. Found that out last night, which was, yeah. <laughs> I think Dak Prescott's out. I guess he has a hand, hand injury. Um, and then uh, to college, we lost to Alabama by one point. That stung. I saw it all over my Facebook feed. A lot of people pissed off. But the thing that I remember about growing up at the Dallas Cowboys is the dynasty that I grew up under. Jimmy Johnson, head coach, Deion Sanders, Emmett, Irvin, Aikman, the Moose. You remember that? The dynasty? Back before Jerry Jones went really stupid. The dynasty was amazing. Bro, they were incredible. Nobody fucked with the dynasty. These guys were untouchable. Well, Michael Irvin, love this guy. <laughs> when he's not doing coke with strippers, good for him. Now, NFL legend Michael Irvin eviscerates the idea of Colin Kaepernick joining Cowboys by saying, let's just stop. I got to respect this guy. for the, Now, I don't know what pol political affiliation Irvin is, but the fact that he took approach to this, I, I appreciate this. The Dallas Cowboys have a major issue at quarterback moving forward after Dak Prescott fractured his right thumb in Sunday night's loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. While the Cowboys will likely go with Cooper Rush as the starting quarterback and Will Greer as his backup, ESPN star Stephen A. Smith floated the possibility of the team taking on a flyer, taking a flyer on Colin Kaepernick. Smith said he didn't think it would ever happen, but broached the topic anyway. 
He says, you know what? This is a different subject for another day, maybe. It will never happen, in my opinion. Might want to make that call to Colin Kaepernick, Smith said, first take Monday. Might want to find out. He ain't been around, but he's a playmaker with his legs who's available. You got to take that into consideration. Are you kidding me? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If you look at the stats, Kaepernick wasn't even that great of a quarterback. What are you talking about? The hell are you talking about? Smith said he didn't think it would go over well with the Cowboys fans in Texas, alluding to Kaepernick's decision to kneel during the anthem and protest racial injustice in the U.S. and claim the former San Francisco's 49er quarterback's message was hijacked. No, it wasn't. He called cops pigs. This guy was wearing like a Che Guevara shirt. You kidding me? This guy's an idiot. You picked a moron for your movement. This guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> what? His message wasn't hijacked. He had a stupid message. He said, but I would think about it. I would say, but getting back to reality, because I don't think that's reality yet. And then why the fuck are you bringing it up? Or were you just trying to score points? Hey, I like black people too. What about Colin Kaepernick? Because I like black people. Let's get Kaepernick over here. What about Kaepernick? You know, cowboys aren't doing it. Let's get Kaepernick. Because I like black people. Because I'm a good person. Shut the fuck up. Michael Irvin, former cowboy superstar, Wide receiver completely brushed off the narrative of Kaepernick playing in the NFL. I love how he responds to this. He doesn't pull any punches. He says, let's stop with this Colin Kaepernick stuff. Let's just stop. Colin Kaepernick's been out of football for what, five years now? Irvin said, come on, man. Let's stop all of a sudden thinking we can go resurrect Colin Kaepernick and he's going to come and resurrect the football team. I'll take my chances with Cooper Rush. I'll take my chance with Cooper Rush. I saw Cooper Rush win a football game last year. That's all I'm saying. This dude's 100% right. Why is it that you're like trying to hail Colin Kaepernick as being the great of, like he's, he's like the black Roger Staubach. Are you serious with this? Hey, is your team losing? We can resurrect the ghost of Colin Kaepernick. Just, you know, kneel or turn around three times and kneel and say, fuck white people. And he will resume in whatever form you want him. And the spirit of Colin Kaepernick is well alive. He can save you. He is the great black Messiah. What? What are you talking about? You kidding me with this? The fact that this guy's, hey, Cowboys aren't doing so hot. Maybe, you know, John Madden would be shitting himself right now when he's not like, when he wasn't like sucking off Brett Favre. But you get what I'm going. This is ridiculous. Hey, guys, under threat from Russia and China economically, hey, we can just drop Colin Kaepernick over there and he'll make things right because he's Colin Kaepernick. He doesn't stand for it. In fact, he doesn't stand for anything, really. He mostly kneels, but still. <laughs> you got to be kidding me with this, folks. You got to be kidding me with this. That's the news. That's the news, folks. I wish I could say I was joking on a lot of the stuff, but I'm not. It's just the state of affairs that we live in. So, well, that does it for us here today at the Shell Shock Studios. Josh is coming back from Mexico on Thursday, I believe, or he'll be back in studio on Thursday, so he should return to the show. Excited for that. Hey, if you haven't done so, go check me out on Truth Social. Give it a follow. I appreciate that. If this podcast has made you think, cry, scratch your head, scratch your nuts, whatever, give it a share. That's how we grow. I need your help in doing that. And I appreciate every single one of you that tells your friends, tells your family, shares the podcast. It's because of you we are growing. And I want to say thank you, and I appreciate it. We're going to be banned on most platforms, but our Alamo is Truth Social and Rumble. We are always going to be there. 
You can find us over on Rumble. If you don't know where to go to find me, it's just John Burke. Look up the channel. I have a John Ross channel as well. Hit that share button. Spread it on social media. I sincerely appreciate that. And that's how we win. That's how we reestablish ourselves on these other platforms. Because again, we are not in line with the DNC and we are not in line with the GOP. We're just doing our own thing. That's the way it should be. So until tomorrow, folks, I appreciate you being here. And again, don't forget shellshockcbd.com. Code mug on $50 or more. Go buy some of the new cotton candy gummies. Use code mug. Get a free mug. Tell me in the notes you want me to sign it. I'll do it right now. We'll have that out to you today. What are you waiting for? Go check it out. Until tomorrow, folks, as always, you stay savage.